Hello, darlings, and welcome to That uh, Was a Hoot, an IFNZ Rocco's Modern Life recap series. This is episode 15 of the podcast, and we're starting off with season two, episode 11, segment one, Junk Junkies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm not going to do a weird voice, but uh, this is the end of season two. So if you're keeping uh, keeping tabs or score or whatever, uh, we are we're finishing up season two and then going to go into some comics after this. Hmm. The phone rings at Rocco's house and it's a pizza face pizza who says that Rocco owes them money. He has a bill on the fridge from billing from September to October for a total of 14,000 pizzas and fi- that's that's a lot of pizzas for not a lot of money. <laughs> for $500.95, what's in the inflation on that, do you think? Uh, I don't know, but I Circa did. Circa 1994. You even, I mean, even if you're doing, what, 1,000 pizzas for $500, it's like 50 cents a pizza, right? Yeah, that's so, a crazy deal. That's, I mean, he's, yeah. Unless, you know, I, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure because I did it. I do a lot of pausing when I watch this show. I get, I get that it's it's regardless, it's debt because yes. it's bill. But they could have made it a little more realistic. Oh yeah, I mean not just that. I mean they they could have just anything like closer to has to be more than fourteen thousand right. dollars. You know what I mean? It would yeah. have to be. Yeah, that's just so. It's a not a not even a close ballpark of what the number should be. Agreed. Even back then. Uh, but he has to pay it today. Rocco has to deliver pizzas. Wouldn't it, what, in what world do you run up a a pizza bill? Like what pizza place has you, you credit? is able to do tabs? <laughs> it would have to be like a bar that serves food, also, right? You know what I mean? Like, and all you did was go there, and you were just like, "I'm gonna have a water and a pizza." And I've never known a place to leave give you an open tab longer than that night when you leave. I don't know of any place around that has a tab like i mean i go to a bar and i can i open up a tab for sure like as soon as i walk in typically okay but like i don't do that so i, I don't you. know I, that's I, mean, I don't know of what place i could do that but I, i'm not that kind of a guy but i'm you, not suave like you <laughs> but you have to set up i mean how are you gonna buy drinks for everybody me <laughs> i'm buying drinks for anybody <laughs> i'm not buying drinks for myself i'm not buying them for everybody else uh how can you say put it on my tab <laughs> i can't because i didn't even know that you could do that anymore <laughs> but like it's like a fucking 1920s ism that's not that doesn't exist anymore it's 2020s i i usually say i have a tab and they go okay i'll add it to it i don't say but then you don't you don't give them your name <laughs> um it depends on the size of the place and how many mm-hmm. people are in there like sometimes they know you uh and sometimes you have to give them your name it's like cheers it is. Uh, Rocco and Heifer are trying to figure out how to raise the money to cover the pizza bill. And we see that Rocco's house has gotten very full of things uh, since the last we time last time we saw Rocco's house. Yeah. A lot of like expensive things. Like we has see, it been, isn't, it's not been that long since we've been in his house. We weren't in his so. house the last episode. Unless there was a time jump and he Ooh. like went and he became like a national treasure hunter, like Oh shit. Nicolas Cage or something like that. Did you see that he doesn't regret any movies that he's ever done? I wouldn't either. Uh, I paid for all of them, right? Well, he he he's finally out of his debt that he's been in yeah. for years and years and everything, but he said that he he doesn't regret a single movie that he's done. Uh he thinks that in his eyes that they're all winners as far as he's concerned. Yeah. Even though there's ones that have, you know, certainly been stinkers and are, you know, not super critically acclaimed because yeah. he's done a lot of straight video on demand movies and stuff too. Right, of course. 
But uh, I mean, they're more movies than I've made, so I would be proud of them all as well. I think. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like, I think there's a lot of people that are out there that probably thought that he was doing cash grabs left and right to try and do anything mm. that he could to get himself out of the debt because that yeah. certainly is what it seemed like and i could see that but he's claimed that none of them are stinkers in his eyes and he loves everything about it yeah i mean i don't think that i would ever put out a song that i wasn't proud of yeah no matter what and like you, if it was any kind of cr- critical acclaim you, yeah you, you wouldn't put out you put out something that you like genuinely yeah, absolutely i'm even, happy with even my if performance. somebody even if somebody else was like oh those are clearly stinkers of songs right. but you're of like course. i mean i wrote it i mean I'm of course i liked it. it well and it's the performance like he what he's saying he may not be completely thrilled with everyone's performance on the right. movie but He's like, I gave 100% on everything I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's not, there's been some weird movies. That's like saying that Johnny Depp would regret any movie he did. Like, right. he makes some weird choices sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they pay off. And sometimes it's like, yeah, that's interesting. I know a lot of people were just like, <laughs> Nicholas like, Cage has become, interesting. <laughs> has, had gotten to a point where he was doing sellout work. Oh, I, I think you. a lot of people over the years had theorized that he was doing what he could like to... National Treasure. Like, is that no, kind not of even like... National Treasure. I'm talking about like the video on demand movies that didn't have. But that's not sellout work because you barely get paid for those. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get, <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying like, but he was doing them and he was doing so many of them yeah. that are ones that people hadn't even heard of before. Right. You know, like, like, the, like if he was in like the third Equalizer movie and you're like, oh god, there are three Equalizer movies. And you're like, yep, there are three Equalizer movies. You know, what I mean, like he's he he's maybe saying, said yes, said yes to more things than he would have if he didn't yeah. have money problems. But that doesn't mean that he has to think that they were bad, I guess. Right. right? Yeah. 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 But I think a lot of people probably threw it in that camp is what yeah. I was getting at. Well, what we find out is that other people don't know Nicolas Cage. They don't. <laughs> and this is uh, for of- the first time in maybe ever that that uh, that movie that he did about himself, yeah. like of, as himself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it something about massive talent or whatever yeah. it is um that movie he uh it's the first time it's gotten like a 100 percent certified fresh on rotten tomatoes oh really like a, a lot of people throwing a lot of like critics and audience throwing a lot of love to it thinking that's really cool being so like meta niche and meta yeah yeah is but, it uh is that out yet yeah okay i yeah. didn't know if it was like just in like preview like no, I believe it came kind of. out this this as of recording now, like this past weekend. Oh, okay. so, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's been out now. Gotcha. There's a lot of people throwing out a lot of love. Hmm. I was interested in seeing it anyways, but knowing that it got love, it makes it even better. Right. But uh, what did what did what did Rocco have in in that house of things that Rocco has? He's got golf clubs. He's got a coffin. Uh, he's got a sound system. He even has a safe that has money coming out of the door. Which, who do you think is who do you think's coffin is? Do you think that's his? I don't know. I think it's a it's a it's a he dug it up. No, I. What Stole are those it. like special? Like those ones? Like a, a uh, mm-hmm. it's a a fun. It's a fun coffin. It's a fun. Yeah, it's a <laughs> like fun it's a prop co- coffin. Is that what you mean? <laughs> That's not what I was going for. Okay. But yeah, we'll go with prop. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got safe with money coming out. Of yeah, there's it. there's money. All the fucking issues that he's had, but he's had money in his house now. Like just he, there, he owes the pizza place five hundred dollars, yeah. but he needs to have a. a spoilers a yard sale to raise money for the to to pay for for the bill uh he also has a moose head a harp a knight's armor so much more uh heifer asks when rocco is going to get rid of this junk and then rocco decides to have a yard sale this is the perfect opportunity to have like a a tie-in to antiques roadshow 
because that was even a thing at that time Absolutely, still in the yeah. 90s so i mean people knew of it in into the 80s that that would have been a perfect little tie-in episode to have been him like taking the knight's armor to try and sell mm -hmm. and just different things yes. on antiques roadshow and you find out that it's like either junk or something that he's had that's from like the 12th century are you proposing that like there's a crossover and an animated rocco shows up on the antique roadshow television series and interacts with i would real life humans and says how much is this heart I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility because okay. i think that pbs has the balls to do it i was just making sure that that's what you might be suggesting yeah okay yeah this just specifically for this episode specifically for this podcast apparently <laughs> so heifer brings uh gi jimbo who survived eight tours on Heifer's kitchen stove, as you can tell based on his uh, melty quality. <laughs> um, Heifer wants to sell Rocco's pogo stick, but Rocco says it's been passed down his generation for, in his family for generation to generation. Um, what? Is that some, how long has pogo stick been around? Mm, I wonder I how many know. generations he means. I feel like that was like... It was his grandpa's, right? say late 1800s is when it started. You I think mean, that'd be around? That's right fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've never had a lot of desire. Do you to have pogo stick? Do you have a family heirloom that's like a like a thing of that ilk? Um, that you would get that is handed down. Think. I'm sure I do. I don't know if I've got anything that goes further than like my grandfather. Are you gonna give it to your kids one day? Um, no, no, no. Because you're not gonna have would, kids it's or gonna die with me. It's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> give it to your cat. <laughs> Uh, while the yard sale is going on, they get threats from Pizza Face Pizza. No one is showing up to the yard sale until Heifer remembers he hasn't even put out a sign yet. Mm -hmm. So once he does, everyone comes and checks out their stuff. Mm -hmm. That's very uh, that was very much so uh, in like the first two to three episodes, a joke that they reused and SpongeBob. Oh, really? Which we found out, you know, a lot yeah. of this team would go on to do absolutely. And I was like, that that makes sense. Whenever that happened, I was just like, oh, this reminds me exactly of like. The episode whenever um it's uh spongebob and, and patrick uh decide they're going to start their own burger stand and they do it out in their front yard like a lemonade stand uh -huh. style um but nobody's showing up and then uh they patrick realizes that their little tiny sign that they have on the table is says that the stand's closed and as soon as they rotate it to where it says open like they get a line <laughs> like everybody's there <laughs> like just completely surrounded yeah Mr. Big Head argues with Rocco over a 25 cent used cushioned toilet seat while Heifer tells a family to make an offer on all of Rocco's living room's furniture that was not for sale. Um, just leads them into the house and starts showing them off all of his stuff. Uh, turns out that Heifer only got $10 from all of the furniture. Yeah. Uh, a guy wants to buy Rocco's pogo stick for $25. Then Rocco, then Rocco hesitates with it and uh, the guy says, well, how about $150? And uh, and after Rocco kind of goes back and forth, uh, he finally gets he offers two hundred dollars, uh, which is all Rocco actually needs to make up the five hundred dollars he owes because they've made three hundred dollars on the rest of the yard sale. Yeah. Uh, so he takes the money reluctantly. What's have you had a yard sale before? Um, my mom like has, that? and I've like participated. How much, how much money have you guys met? Is that a realistic amount of money for a yard sale? Because I um, we've had one at our house. We didn't walk around with like $500 after we were done with shit. I would say that, you know, $120 is a realistic amount yeah. to make. 
Uh, depends on your stuff. You got good stuff. Yeah. You know, you got high dollar stuff. You got the stuff Rocco had. Like, like, like Rocco had a harp and a moose head. I understand. <laughs> I'm getting at at what point in time have we had anything at any yard sale that was just like would be worthy of going upwards of two hundred dollars? You're at a flea market at that point in time. You're not at a yard sale. You're at some place where people know that there's face value to something they're trying to sell it, like an yeah. antique comic or something of that effect. Well, I mean, but you do get that at, at if you if you have at a good, regular yard sale, good yard sailors. Yeah, I mean, I've never had that. Especially if you go to like a if you if you have somebody who is selling things and they advertise like we're doing this, we're doing that. And you're also talking about the mid '90s when there wasn't a bunch of internet at your fingertips to know value. So, yeah, if you're really going, mm, that looks like it's going to be worth twenty bucks, and somebody's like, "I'll take that," and you know they think they can flip it. There's a lot more flippers at that point in time. There's no eBay. Yeah. So your yard sale probably made a little bit more money than maybe not five hundred dollars worth, but maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so while Rocco's putting stuff away, the garage door shuts. And he's visited by Mr. Onionhead, uh, who is a, uh, a doll of his that he had when he was a child. Imagine Mr. Potato Head, but an onion. Uh-huh. And it makes you cry for real anytime because it's a it's an onion. <laughs> it's not even like a fake onion. Yeah. Somehow this onion survived freshness for probably, you know, 15, 20 years right. at this point. Uh, so he reminds Rocco of how much the pogo stick actually mean, meant to him in the first place. Rocco decides that he has to get that pogo stick back. Um, and then Heifer eats part of Mr. Onion Head as Rocco walks off and he starts crying as he does it, like bites into it and he starts tearing up because of the onion smell coming from his mouth. He can't help himself. He's a gluton. Rocco bought the pogo stick back for $500. So he has no money to pay for Pizza Face Pizza. They show up to collect on the bill and it's a pimply lizard guy with a giant elephant as his muscle. Uh, while they're speaking to Rocco, the guy uh, who's been staring at Heifer's melted GI Jimbo uh, this whole time, who kind of looks like a an Andy Warhol type fella. Yeah, like uh, an eccentric, aspiring right, artist. Right, the hair like, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, disheveled. Yeah. He's elegantly disheveled. That's right. Uh, he uh, he decides that he must have, he has to the, have it. the GI Jimbo and offers Rocco $500, which is his final price. Uh, and then... He takes it, and then the pizza guy takes it. And I like, doesn't he like? He says sold, and Rocco holds onto it for like two seconds, and then the pizza guy's hand comes over and grabs it. I don't even know if Rocco, Rocco touches even it. Get to well, touch just it. Just grabs it and is like sold. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so they leave, but Mister Big Head is with them uh, and is delivering pizzas. I guess he, he got, didn't pay his. He bill. got behind on his pizza bill. <laughs> uh, Rocco and Heifer go into the house, and Rocco finds out that Heifer sold all of the furniture <laughs> out from underneath it for ten dollars. That happens. <laughs> That happens. Uh, what's the uh, what's the most amount of money you think you've spent on pizza at one time? I'm talking about how much you've made at a yard sale, but how much you think you've ever spent on pizza? How many how many dollars I've put out on yeah. pizza before? Like on on I a, think the most I've order. ever I've the most I've ever paid for pizzas a pizza party. Yeah, it would have been something like that, and it was like a combo deal thing where I could get the pizzas for like five or six bucks a piece. So you're still only and like it was like it was like bucks. it was like sixty dollars. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's the most I probably have ever. And I didn't even pay for all of the pizzas for that party. Like yeah. it was, I paid for parts of the pizzas. Somebody else brought pizzas, and then there was like sodas <laughs> and something. Somebody like it was like a potluck almost thing. I think the most I've done on pizzas was uh, just recently. Even I decided to go all out and do like a Quattro's like pizza party for mm-hmm. my like department, and I think I paid like a hundred and twenty dollars for pizza. And I was like, that's a lot of mm-hmm. of money for pizza, but 
It was a one-time thing. It wasn't like a, a, a all the time. But could you imagine spending $500 and getting 14,000 pizzas? That's a lot. That's, That's a, a lot great deal. Uh, second question. We've got a bonus question here. Have you ever gotten anything awesome at a yard sale? Um, I'm sure that I have. I know, like, because I used to go to, like, antique places and flea markets a lot, but those don't really count as Yard the same sell. thing to Mel. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, no, what I would have One rule there. has to be from a yard sale. Yeah. I can't think of off the top of my no. head. I, I specifically know that I bought a Dumb and Dumber soundtrack uh, at a yard sale, and that was... I don't think I'll ever forget that purchase because I I ran that soundtrack into the ground. Yeah. All right, we've got episode 11, segment two, day of the Flecko at the comic shop. Rocco is closing up and is ready for his big camping weekend. On his way out, the boss stops him and makes him draw uh, the fourth whisker on Bunny Man, uh, on the comics they have for Bunny Man versus the Fly. Um, so I guess he has four on one side, three on one side, He's got two on one and one on the other total of four whiskers, four whiskers total, but the cover only has three whiskers and on I, it. There are probably, there's probably at least 14,000 copies of this comic Stacks in this, room. this is going to be, this is a big issue apparently I'm for, for Bunny that, Man versus the fly. So I'm assuming kind of a lot of comics is a, do they do print distribution? Because this seems, yeah, it seems like a like printer's sure problem. Do. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that should have gotten sent back. Then <laughs> they would fix or send new issues. Up. I know that the industry has changed quite a bit from 94 to 2022. Yes. Uh, but I would still say that we would probably be sending those back if it was that big of a deal. I don't think I'd be paying an employee overtime yeah. to do that. Uh, so there are stacks and stacks of them, as we said, and Rocco has to stay and fix them instead of going camping. So he finishes and leaves to go home and sleep. But as soon as his head hits the pillow, Heifer arrives ready to go camping. So I guess they weren't camping leaving that night. Uh, but uh, he says, uh, it, but Rocco has bags under his eyes that droop to the floor. He's, he's real tired. Mm-hmm. He's tired. He's uh, Rocco tries to go back to sleep, but is bothered by car alarms, birds, the sun, everything. He can't get to sleep. So in the grass in Rocco's yard, we meet Flecko the fly, who wears a white tank top, and his wings are actually attached to that that tank top itself. Uh, Flecko goes into Rocco's house and lands on Rocco's head. Spunky then attacks the fly on Rocco's head, so Rocco kicks him out of the room. Uh, Flecko has a trick eye that pops out, and it falls into Rocco's nostril. Uh, so Flecko finds his way in after many attempts of trying to get sucked up into there to get it. He lands on in the dry mucus mother load where there are bug prisoners on a chain gang breaking boogies. Uh, Flecko finds his eye and then Rocco sneezes him out. Rocco is furious that Flecko was in his nose and woke him up. After pleading his case about spending time with his kids, Rocco forgives Flecko until Flecko hits Rocco for almost killing him. And then Rocco comes out at him with a jackhammer all of a sudden jackhammers uh kind of feature prominently in a couple episodes this go around yeah it's also that's that's just a very looney tunes-esque right you know i mean like that that's a staple in 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 classic cartoonery yes of just pulling one out of fucking thin air like it's nobody's business with a hard hat somewhere like some of these if somebody were to take a random sentence such as Rocco is furious that Flecko was in his nose and woke him up. Yeah. <laughs> People would be like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, so we end the episode with Flecko running away. And later that night, we see Flecko going to sleep at his house back in the grass. This is a little um, like, it looks like a little pile of poop. Yeah. And, uh, but he is woken by his buck friend knocking on the door. 
asking him uh, in a very higher pitched, uh, exactly the same as Heifer's voice. Hey, Flicko, you ready to go camping? <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, my question this time, uh, do you remember when we stayed up all night for my birthday? I think it might have been my 16th birthday. Maybe it wasn't. And we played Monopoly and we probably did some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was cool. Um, that night was the first time that I had played Red Faction before. Okay. On PS2 at your house. Because uh, I had that game somehow for some reason, but you, I've never played that game. I played it with Bo. We played the multiplayer against each other. But it was gotcha. the first time I ever actually You think somebody else brought it over? I don't know. I wonder if some, that, that's what happened, because I don't think I would ever bought that game. It was the first time I ever experienced, uh, at that point in time... Uh, Real love? The Yeah. <laughs> uh, the CD-ROM Star Wars titles, because you... Mm. At like it was, it had to have been at like six or six thirty in the morning, sometimes super early. But you popped it in. And I remember it being super early and starting to like check out what Yoda stories was all about because ah. I was like I'd never seen it until that point in time. So I still had a computer that was running a ninety five yeah. game. That was good. Yep, you I, did. Oh, the dream, the dream. I just remember us having. It was the weirdest thing. I thought it was odd to have a lot of Monopoly playing at a at a 16th birthday party yeah um and then i remember waking well, up monopoly there was a not waking up but getting leaving really early to go get donuts as mm -hmm. soon as mark mark's bakery opened or yeah. fairly closely afterwards it was very early um so we got we got the fresh ones yep was that do you do you think that was 16th birthday it could have been i mean it was at least around that time in high school when we were all hanging out because I, I remember bo being there and mckinney being there yeah like all of us that might have been it was i think was definitely before uh Maybe. McCrary? Oh, yeah, 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 he was, was there. He there. I think actually, now that you mentioned, I'm pretty sure he's the one who brought Red Faction. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I wonder if it was if I was if it was maybe even a little bit you're, younger. Maybe I wasn't driving yet. Your family had the. I bet I was. I bet uh, it was like 15th birthday in the the pool room. Yeah, had the when we had pool the, table. I forgot about that. The pool table. You had the the phone booth. Yeah, we had phone booth. That was downstairs. That was connected to the landline. And then Did we you work had the, on the Atari that night. You had the bar and you had the Atari because we messed with the Atari that night. <laughs> yeah. There's so much time when you don't sleep. No, we didn't get time at all. to do all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We messed with the Atari and we got it to play a little bit, but not very much. It and went like black and white. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got it to turn on. But... The fucking coaxial was like bent a little bit in the back. So yeah. it was like a pain in the ass to try and get it to stay the same and consistent. Yes. I wonder if my mom still has her old Atari. That was Probably hers. somewhere. Ooh. All right. We're on episode 12 now. Segment one, snowballs. Rocco's picking up Heifer at Heifer's house, and Heifer mentions that since they're going to the mountains, uh, that maybe they should go skiing. Uh, we find out that Rocco's boss uh, has given him money to buy a load of really, really big man comics on the other side of the mountains, and he's to pick them up and return them home afterwards. But he decides that it's a good idea to invite Heifer along. I don't. Uh, Heifer is singing his own version of Hot Cross Buns while they're driving. Oh uh, yeah, this is this is what I was thinking of this episode when we were talking about the last, last time. Yeah, Hut Set Raw because I was thinking there's a part where he does the Hot Cross Buns. They're so delicious. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> um, it's driving Rocco crazy. Uh, while they're they are driving, we see a few people in the mountain. We see mountain people. But they don't look like mountain people. They've got like outfits mountain on, people. and uh, they get walking. They're walking like mounties. <laughs> well, I, these people aren't. I was thinking yeah. mountain people, like uh, like kind of like the hills have eyes kind of style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
these are not those kinds of people. They're walkie-talking to each other, and then they cause an avalanche, which causes a traffic jam. Uh, Heifer spots a sign for Mount Frosty Ski Special, $5. It's frosterific. He talks Rocco into going. They arrive, and they pay the $5, but they need ski rental, which the guy at the booth goes and steals from another family and cuts them down to size for Rocco and then charges them another $5 for each of them to rent the skis. So at the chairlift, they're charged another $5. Uh, so this is uh, you're the start trend. <laughs> getting a little bit of a trend going on here for what's going up. Uh, but Rocco keeps missing the lift. And every time he misses the lift and face plants, he has to pay another $5 for every time that he tries for summary. I feel like ride. nobody said that he has to pay the $5. <laughs> he just hands him $5 every time. <laughs> so it could just be one of those things. It was just like, I mean... Why would I even say anything? He's just going to keep giving me money. Why would I do that? That's true. He probably like lost 30 bucks just trying to get on that. Uh, They start skiing and Heifer gives Rocco lessons. Rocco runs into a cactus randomly, and then he gets really good at dodging trees, even upside down ones and Mm -hmm. ones that have a ring of fire in them. It's uh, it it celebrates uh, in celebrating. He he trips over a twig and and he just gets mad at it and he's strangling the twig. And then all these other trees circle him because they can move, uh, evidently. And then they chase Rocco down a hill until he finds a rock to hide behind. Rocco and Heifer then enjoy some delicious hot chocolate with marshmallows by a fire. But Heifer is in a uh, bowl of marshmallows with chocolate poured on top. Uh, After even even the fire itself costs five dollars to run because whenever it runs out, he's like, hey, uh, hey, Rocco. And he like points at the fire and nudges and he has to put the five dollars in the little machine and just like picks back up again uh they want to uh charge heifer ten dollars for the bathroom to to go there because he has to go potty um and they're gonna charge him double because he's such a big boy and he says no way and he goes outside and he pees his name in the snow on the side of the uh over by the side of the building instead <laughs> heifer talks to uh rocco into going to the devil's crevasse a big <laughs> ski hill that starts uh in space but it's free yeah, uh, they charge five dollars to ride back down, though, and uh, Rocco runs out of money. He finds out that he has no more money, uh, and so he has spent all of Mister Smitty's money uh, that he sent to buy comic books—not just the spending money for the drive, but the money to buy the books, even. So they release Rocco and Heifer down the Devil's Crevasse, uh, and they ski down the hill while still sitting on the bench they were on for the first part. I would do it that way. I would um, ski that way. Yeah, yeah, like a little, uh, it's like a tandem ski. Yeah. Uh, then a bicycle built for two. <laughs> then Heifer does a great job the rest of the way while Rocco struggles and hits a lot of things on the way down, including a frozen caveman that he plows through um, and a sign that says, jump and win instantly. It turns out that <laughs> Rocco's on a ramp. He wakes up in a full body cast in a hospital. Heifer visits and asks if the nurse gave him the thermometer yet, which she kind of like laughs about. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming they're talking about a rectal thermometer. Yeah. Uh, He says he delivered the comic books and everything is okay. Heifer says it's a good thing that Rocco won all that money when he did that jump. Heifer is accompanied by the caveman Rocco ran into when they were skiing. His name is Krog and he know like ice cream. Uh, We end with the trees at the nurse station and the nurse giving them directions to Rocco's room because she thinks that they're his parents. Have you ever been skiing? Uh, Yes and no. I've been on two skiing trips and both times I opted for snowboarding instead of skiing. So So I never snowboarded. I never skied. I've only snowboarded. Gotcha. But yes, I've I've gone twice and both in 
the, the place that's outside of St. Louis. It's called like Hidden Valley Resort. Oh yeah, it's a like half golf club, half ski resort in the in okay. the winter months. Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah, I like that. Hidden Valley Ski Resort. I've never been snow skiing, but I've been water skiing. And yeah, I, see, I've never done that. I, I also really don't know how to swim that well, so mm. that probably wouldn't benefit me. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, especially when you've got the weird, awkward thing stuck in to your general. foot when you get done. Yeah, don't go in the water. And also, uh, why bad for your health. Why is skiing spelt with two eyes? Like, how, what other word can get by with two eyes next to each other? I don't know. I'm trying to think of another word that ends in an eye, though, besides ski. Yeah. Is there another word you can think of that ends in an eye that we could plural? Um, Only, like polish descent last names yeah and even those would just be apostrophe s yeah and then uh with no two eyes and then i was thinking like oh like what you wouldn't have bikini but if you do buy bikinis multiple bikinis there's no two eyes there either it's just the one i and an s are you bikini it's not an activity i'm just i'm just trying to think of other words that end in i (laughs) it's not an activity in case you guys were confused it sounded like i was but to clarify i understand what oh that's the highlight right there (laughs) (laughs) all right episode 12 segment two a little bit of a longer one here frog's best friend uh at dr hp martin's institute for questionable experiments we see a fairy dog mother named laverne talking to earl our good friend earl from the block this seems like an origin story for earl told out of order yeah i could see that uh, she says that she will let him go if he decides to be a good boy, a good dog, rather. Uh, she lets him go, um, getting the straight jacket or whatever off him with the magic abilities, and then he promptly eats her, seeing her wings and the the uh, magic wand sticking out and twitching as he's like chewing. Um, and then he breaks out and heads to O Town. At the Big Heads, the fly guy from the Maggot Farms is dropping off flies. Uh, Bev's very Hooray! excited. Bev's very excited about a diseased fly that's in the corner of the cage. And uh, she tells the fly guy, though, that we need to cut the order for next week because Ed's on a diet. Why would she be so excited for the diseased one? Is there something that you can it think of that's better that, that would be weak and diseased or not even diseased, but like weak and frail that would be better to eat than than the other than the strong, healthy version? Yeah. Um. I mean, to is that be fair, like most, the most of tender, the or? animals that we eat are weak and frail. Like we pump a bunch of animals full of steroids. Unless you buy the kinds that say like no and no anti no antibiotics and all that shit. Right, that they of pump course. into their bodies. But most people are like, mm, look at that bloated pig. That's look at full of Tyson's uh, chicken breast. They're Not Tyson's. Least... They they don't do it. Oh, Wrong. look at uh, <laughs> you I pick the one. Look the at one. Butterball's turkey breast. They're yeah. five times the size of this one over here. Yeah, that's technically a, a weak and diseased turkey, and they're probably only like two weeks old. Yeah, <laughs> they're just a naturally adult already somehow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the fly guy walks back to his van where he hears a rustling in the bushes. He hurries the van uh, and is met by Spunky. Uh, but then Earl sneaks up behind him and takes a bite out of his butt. I almost felt like Spunky and Earl were working together on this one. Yeah, I, I think it was more intentional. I don't think yeah. Spunky does anything like he's not in cahoots with anybody. There's no uh, he doesn't even he doesn't even know that he's in cahoots with Rocco half the time. <laughs> Except for that time when he he somehow figured out how to use a uh, um what are those what are those uh, things that you like the opposite of a welder that cuts the metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that he got for Filbert so that he could break out when he needed to go to the Galapagos yeah. Islands. 
Uh, so very few times is, is Spunky aware of anything he's doing. Um, in the Big Head's house, Ed is uh, gets one curd of cottage cheese since he's on a diet. Does he cut it with like fork and knife style too? At one, to I think and... on that time he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on his way to the car, Ed sees Earl and runs away through a Pac-Man board, mm-hmm. a car chase, a plane chase, Temple of Doom style, Godzilla style. And uh, and Earl pulls the bumper off of uh, Ed's car before he gets away. It's like every time that Earl's face is the antagonist, like when it's the Indiana Jones thing and he's running away from the giant he's boulder, the he's the ball, and yeah. you just see his hair like flipping as he rolls along <laughs> and shit. Like he plays that. Yes. And then Ed's the the ghost in the Pac Man board. Yes. And he's just mock him, mock him, mock him. <laughs> uh, Earl starts to dig up flower bed uh, whenever Bev sets him straight, and Earl gets a. Uh, really small and bev falls in love uh and bev, him and bev fall in love with each other she vows that he will never be a science experiment again and she will be taking care of him later that night ed sneaks into the house and is met by bev and earl on the couch mm-hmm. she makes ed play with earl but earl is uh is mean to to uh ed when bev's not around and uh earl gets steak while ed gets more cottage cheese Ed finally has enough of the tricks uh, Earl and tricks Earl into a van, then tricks him into a space shuttle uh, and gets blasted into space. When Ed gets home, Bev is looking for Earl. So Ed puts on a costume. Uh, he picked up to pretend to be Earl while Earl's been gone. Then like the eyeballs and shit fall off of this costume. Right. That's when a UFO shows up. An alien comes out and returns Earl who has bit the alien's butt and is currently stuck to him. Ed tells Bev that he is calling the pound and they show up and take Ed because he uh, still has the Earl costume on while all of this is happening. <laughs> and at the pound, they give out steak, which is uh, that's pretty good for a, a pound to mm-hmm. be given out steaks. Uh, but Ed doesn't get any because the small dog he's in the cell with takes it. Yeah. The end. Yep. Um, have another you ever sad, taken in? another sad, sad story for Ed? I know he well, can't I mean, get a brick. He's kind of a bad guy. Uh, my question to you. Have you ever taken in a stray animal or plant or person? Uh, I've never, I've never taken in a stray person. No, um, maybe a plant before. Um, not off the top of my head, but like three of the animals at my house now are currently they were strays. Oh, were so. they really? Yeah, uh, Dexter was inside of Josh Smith's uh, SUV that he had at the time because he had left it cracked at one night, and then Dexter had hopped into there. And was like curled up in a seat asleep. And so he brought him to uh, Verizon at the time because yeah. that's where we were working. And I we ended up adopting him after that. And nice. then uh, Wednesday is uh, was a stray from next door. Yeah. Um, the family that was caring for the, the Wednesday's mom uh, had left and left her too. So we just kind of took care of her and took care of the babies that she ended up having. And uh, so we have Wednesday still from that. And then Aria was in the back alley behind BJ's. Mm. And I picked her up and saved her that night. Nice. Yep. Huh. I haven't. Cool. I don't care for her living things. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Episode 13, second one, short story. Uh, so we open with a lady screaming and a giant heart attacking the city. Really, really big man shows up, puts pigs inside of the arteries, which clogs them. And then it dies. Rocco is reading a comic. Go figure at the comic shop. And uh, some of the comics behind him, uh, just to name a few, are The Jerk from Mars, The Boy from Jersey, and Schmo Comic. A guy comes in and wants a copy of Yellow Frog, which is on the top shelf. 
he falls trying to get it, and the guy decides not to get it, but wants Rocco's box that he stands on. A bunch of people come in and insult his height. Uh, then when he leaves, uh, leaves work, he finds that his booster donut went flat that he sits on, I guess, when he drives. We didn't know about this until now. Mm -mm. Uh, then we knew he was short. Yes. We just didn't know he had... We didn't know he need these needed aids basically right. the entire time. Uh, and then somebody blows up the uh, the donut for him and and sets it in there and it's it's blown too too full so it pops while he's driving and he crashes into the zoo gates. Uh, he awakens to Spunky and he's in the grass but he's bug sized. Uh, his boss is there as a caterpillar like from Alice in Wonderland, uh, and then a pink orb floats to him like Glinda from Oz. But it's Tyrone the Rat, a fairy from the Big Land. One of the looks like one of the garbage rats to yeah. me. Yes, he's a we're on strike rat. Uh, Rocco wishes he was really big, and Tyrone makes it come true. Rocco becomes taller than the city. He sniffs up an airplane, sneezes uh, the coat off of some sheep, and onto an elephant, and walks around the city. Really, really big man is called upon to stop Rocco. Rocco gets punched by a really, really big man. Uh, but he doesn't want to fight. Really, really big man tells Rocco that he is a bigger person when he is small and rem reminds him of all of the generosity and kindness that Rocco has done for him. It's all but a clip show. They didn't show the clips, but they were like, remember when you did this for your friend? You saved mm -hmm. Heifer from a chicken bone. And What was the nipples called that he... That the nipples he, of the future? The nipples of the future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't seen those. Not in a while. Yeah. We did once, maybe. One time we saw it on a convict like twice okay. in an episode. I feel like they get pretty. It gets pretty heavy later on in the yeah. in the seasons. Uh, really, really big man tells Rocco he has to go, but that Spunky is trapped in the sewer. Rocco wishes he was small again, and Tyrone shows back up to give him magic mittens that he has to clap together and wish he was small. That sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, Rocco returns to his normal size, then gets swept away in the sewer. He wakes up in a bed with Spunky, a uh, really, really big man, and then the alligator hater guy from the beginning, his boss, and this human that says, you're off modeling, you're off modeled, Katie boy. I don't know what that means. I don't either. But that's what he says. Really, really big man reminds us all that you don't have to be tall to be really, really big. Mm -hmm. It's a nice message. Who do you think that guy is? The kangaroo guy? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I guess like whenever a writer or a, yeah, I think it was just like, like a, a nod to one of the creators. Or like something how Spielberg like that. used to show up in Tiny Toons. Yeah. That kind of a was thing. Was he in Animaniacs too? Uh, maybe. All? I don't know. I feel like that was all under that same umbrella. Could be. Yeah. But we're on episode 13, segment two. Last one. Eyes Capades. <laughs> the jackhammering world is going crazy for Big Biff Benderhaus. Uh, commercial tells us that Big Biff goes for all where he goes for all his jacking needs. It's the House of Jacks. There's going to be a Jackathon Big Jack Finals at O Town Yards on Saturday. This has had to have been one of the best episodes that most fun uh, with all the innuendo they, that they had to have written. They They're get just really giggling the entire time they were writing everything. It's on the nose. Everything, yeah, for sure. The Big Jack off. Uh, it turns out that <laughs> Rocco has been training hard for this event. Rocco trips off of Spunky, though, and he gives Spunky fertilizer instead of the puppy nuggets to eat. Uh, Spunky eats them anyways, of course. Everybody could guess that. But Heifer notices that Rocco's eyes might be going bad. Uh, he says Rocco's figure eights were perfect, but they aren't as good now. They're now uh, shaped into the letter of the numbers five and a half and three and seven eighths. 
Um, Rocco says it's just been practicing too hard lately. That's the reason why his eyes are you know kind of messed up or whatever. Rocco almost jackhammers on top of Spunky, but then Heifer dives in the way and ends up liking Rocco's jackhammer on him like that a lot. Rocco finally accepts that he needs to go to the eye doctor, and they go to see Dr. Iris McFropter, the optometrist since 1360. He's been around for a long time. Uh, Heifer says Rocco is as blind as a bat and then gets told off by a bat. Uh, Dr. Iris has Rocco try to read the chart and walk closer until he can. He's reading. Uh, he's right on top of the uh, the poster and still can't read it. The chart is just the ABC song all the way down to now. I know my ABCs next time. What you sing Which with is me. Last, he did the eye chart to in. Was that the driver's ed episode in the first season? Yes. Yeah. Where he does that. I am right behind yes. you. Uh-huh. And he freaks out and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the doctor dilates Rocco's pupils and reaches in, uh, pulls out a toaster, then says it's working uh, a pink bunny and some magic tricks, including like the, uh, the old uh, long, uh, cloths yes. that are t- tied together, the, the handkerchief type thing. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't think of what they were called for mm-hmm. a second. Doctor gives Rocco the test and says that Rocco does need glasses. They go to the Chameleon Brothers Ice Capades glasses store and they pick out glasses for Rocco. They try on a bunch of glasses until a- Rocco asks what his insurance will cover. What is covered are these red rimmed glasses. Mm-hmm. The only one that they have. Uh, then they see Filbert walking down the street telling a homeless man that he doesn't want his glasses washed. Uh, but then it gets done anyways, just like what happens uh, with car windshields. Uh, that's the joke, I guess, that we're going for. Mm-hmm. Heifer asks Filbert to give Rocco a glasses pep talk, and Filbert just gets depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not the best person to give pep talks. From. Uh, Rocco decides to go practice jackhammering with his glasses, but they keep sliding. Heifer fashions a band around the back of the glasses, but it's too tight and cuts off his circulation. Trying to get them off of his head, the glasses fly into the street, and they get ran over a lot. Yeah. Later that night at the competition, Rocco gets called out, shows up with no glasses on. Uh, He does great in the competition, and he wins the regional championships, but Heifer's freaking out the entire time, (laughs) not knowing what's going on, thinking that, you know, everything's about to go south. He's afraid he's going to die, yeah. Uh, Heifer asks how he did it, and we find out that Rocco got corrective contact lenses. (laughs) It seems like a really easy fix. Yeah. Uh, We find out that Big Biff wears contacts, too, but only when he's jackhammering. Otherwise, he wears glasses because they make him look intellectual. Big Biff gets approached by a lady who wants to talk about Nietzsche with Big Biff. Mm-hmm. I like how you spelled it. it, was, it was, um, uh, what's that? What's that called? It was a uh, 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 aphatic. I don't know. The, there's a way that like that's the that's the proper way to say it. Like that's say it. Yeah, it's a word. Somebody can correct us in the comments. I understand what you're talking about. Uh, Heifer says that he needs to get glasses too, and Rocco asks if he's having eyesight problems. too. Heifer says no. He just has a problem not knowing who Nietzsche is. <laughs> <laughs> and my question is, who is Nietzsche? Uh, he is probably the most prolific uh, German philosopher of uh the more i guess more modern era he was around the time of like i think he was alive between like maybe the 20s to like the 70s or 80s for real you're not just making something up no he, he's oh, okay. he's like a like a world renowned like you think of like famous philosophers you would have like aristotle you would have like all of these people and stuff and then nietzsche is in that list too Oh, okay i think his name is like frederick or frederick nietzsche something like that huh. yeah I read it and I was like, I understood what you're going for, but I was like, 
this is not like a German name at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I definitely was just doing it in the way that I knew how you to. You would know how to. Read I would it. remember how to read it later yeah. on. <laughs> I do say that podcast day is a very dangerous day. This has been IFNZ Production. Yeah.